Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blind Donkey Runner High School Football Podcast. On this week's episode, I have four coaches. Coach Rich Finley from Bowden Red Devil Football. Coach Clayton Morris from West Carroll War Eagle Football out of Atwood, Tennessee. I have Coach Jamie Abrams of Cedartown Bulldog Football. And I have Coach... Keith Hodge of Dresden Lions Football. I also give my picks at the end of the podcast for this week. Two games are already finished. I'll go over those in a second. Um, so yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Pretty good. First of hey, all, I think, hey, I think I got this uh, phone thing figured out. You know, my, my phone screen time was, I had it set on like 30 seconds, so my yes, screen would go, and every time that happened, it cut me off. So I've got it on never, so we shouldn't have that issue today. Awesome, awesome. Well, I, 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 well, I should probably start the episode by telling your uh, wife happy birthday if she if she listens to this. Um, well, she may listen to it. I told her I was coming. That's, I left. I just ate lunch with her surprised her and uh ate lunch that's what had me a little bit late getting back over here and then uh told her i was going to do a uh, podcast so i'll relay the message (laughs) well getting to football uh after watching film how do you feel like your team performed on friday night against mount zion well I, i was i was very very happy with our team um you know that was a playoff atmosphere um and it was a it was a packed stadium rival game and i thought mount zion played us as hard and as well as they had played anybody all year and uh you know we responded the right way and and uh you know ended up beating them pretty good i I thought it was going to be a little bit closer game but uh played really well on defense i thought we flew around and, and played fast and then uh offensively um I thought we did some good things other than the two turnovers we had. Um, what did you learn about your team from that game? Well, you always want your teams to, to rise to the occasion. And, and the bigger the game, the bigger you want your team to play. And uh, when we went up to trying a few weeks ago, I thought we really, really got up for that game. And that game at, at that point of the season was for first place in the region. Um, and, and we played really, really well. And then we had to do it again this Friday to stay in first place. So, you know, right now I feel like our team understands that the bigger the game, the bigger you have to play. Awesome. Awesome. It's good. That's always a good thing. Yes, sir. It is. Um, how are you guys injury-wise coming out of this performance against the We're good. We, we didn't have anybody hurt. We, we actually had – one player still hurt uh, from three weeks ago, and he did play a little bit Friday. And, uh, of course, this, he's got another, you know, four or five days to heal up before we play uh, Thursday. And, of course, Thursday, mathematically, we have to win Thursday to actually claim the region championship. Um, but hopefully we're going to go take care of business and, and do that. And speaking of that game, it's a Thursday night adventure all the way down to Atlanta to face Best Academy, correct? Yes, we got to go play in, in Atlanta, uh, Lakewood Stadium, on, on a Thursday night, which will be a little bit different routine-wise. So we're going to try to prepare our kids for that throughout the week. And, uh, 
you know, we're approaching this week is it, it doesn't matter who we play. It's all about can we find little things to get better at that are going to help us in two or three weeks when the playoffs start. In coaching, is that a difficult uh, change of plans to prepare for a Thursday game instead of a Friday game? You still there? Yes, sir. It, is well, that a – I can hear you. I believe I lost you. If you can, can hear me, I cannot hear you. I can hear you. <laughs> let me um, let me go outside again. Hmm. Um, I still got you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? I'm back with you. All right, awesome. Um, so, <clears throat> in coaching wise, is it a difficult transfer? Tra- uh, process to like instead to prepare for getting ready for a Thursday game instead of a Friday game well you lose a day of preparation um, usually you get you get three work days your Monday Thursday's your mental day you know mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get reduced now to two you know practice days and then Wednesday becomes your mental day so you lose a day of course your opponent does too so it's even as far as that goes so we're, we're kind of approaching the week differently. Our Wednesday will be our mental practice, but it'll be a little bit longer mental practice than, than our regular Thursday would be. Mm-hmm. When you say mental practice, what, what does that mean? Well, we go out, it's, it's just in helmets, and, you know, you're trying to do things full speed, but what we, what we expect from our kids is very few mental mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. we expect defensively our kids to get lined up to all the other opponents' formations the way they're supposed to. When we run plays, we expect them to fit where they're supposed to fit so that they play fast. Um, you know, we want to be able to stop trick plays. And, you know, basically, are you reading all your read keys? And, and you want, you know, you want 100% no bust on Thursday. And then mm-hmm. offensively, it's the same thing. You want to make sure you're picking up any blitzes. We know who to block. So we want everything to be as close to perfect as it can be on those Thursday practices. So just no mental bust is, is what we're trying to achieve. Awesome. Um, what challenges does Best Academy bring to you guys offensively and defensively? Well, two things from an offensive standpoint. You know, they're, they're very, very fast. Um, mm-hmm. We're fast, but, but they're fast too. And they probably, just me, just from a defensive standpoint, drawing up plays, they probably run more formations than anybody that we've played. So they're very multiple. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to present some problems because you got to be able to line up to everything. And we're going to spend a lot of today at practice doing that. And then from an offensive standpoint, they're kind of the same on defense. You know, they don't just line up in one front or one defense. They move a lot of guys around. So, your, your guys up front, your offensive line, they've got to talk and, and know their rules and who to block. So that's going to present some problems. And then, you know, they do have some fast kids who can go out there and line up and, and cover our receivers. So we've got to do a good job of, you know, making them think we're running one route and then run another. And, and our quarterback's got to know where the open guys are. Awesome. They, I've noticed they play a lot of Thursday night games. Yes, I think Atlanta Public Schools, there's so many teams uh, in Atlanta Public School system that they do the Thursday night. They play two games on Friday sometimes, a 4 o'clock and then a 7.30. And then occasionally they've got Saturday games. 
Jeez. Have you guys ever played in a stadium like Lakewood? Because uh, isn't it a bigger stadium? Than God, I hope I didn't lose you again. It seems to be there's three for some reason. Are we, are we there? But I, I know you can probably hear me. I, I can no longer hear you. Okay, I'll start. did it three minutes while ago. Okay, I'll send you another link. Hey, I'm back. That three-minute mark's getting us for some reason. I don't know why. I don't need it, Coach. It's, this app's always sometimes. Um, and, and your team ever – have y'all played in an environment like Lakewood? We have not. It's going to be in a really, really big stadium and probably not a lot of people there. Um, I, don't, I don't think best traveled – with a lot of people, so it's it's kind of a quieter environment. And then you know, being Thursday night, I don't know how many of you know of our crowd. You know, we would probably have more there if it were a Friday. So, you know, one of the biggest things we're preparing them is if the environment's not loud and it's not what we're used to, we, we've got to learn how to play through that and still play intense and fast and, and with emotion, just like we would if it were a home game. Now. How big is Lakewood? Is it? Would you compare it to like a Jacksonville State Stadium or Joyce, Georgia? I, I, somebody told me they thought it it held ten thousand people. I, I don't know that for a fact, but mm-hmm. I know it's pretty big. Okay, that's like that sounds like a uh, about off the state or something like that. Yeah, it may be about like that. It's just gonna miss big. Jeez, uh, but I I, I I bet Bowden they travel well. So you guys. Y'all got some fans, so I'm on y'all traveling well down there. I, I think we will. I've had a lot of parents won't know how tickets were being sold on the GoFan app or at the gate, so I got to I got to make some calls and figure that out today too. Awesome. Um, so, uh, did you get to watch any college football this weekend? I got to watch um, a little bit of Notre Dame USC. Um, I got to watch a little bit of uh, Alabama Tennessee. Um, I watched an earlier game. I kind of flipped with uh, Navy and Cincinnati. So I, I caught, you know, three or four games. Did you get a chance to watch any of your former players play? No, I, I, I watched uh, former Heard County player uh, Aaron Beasley play a little bit for Tennessee. Um, you know, I, there was a kid at Notre Dame that, that I coached against when I was at Westside, Sebo Flemster. He played at Pike County High School. Oh, so, I remember them. Yeah, so other than those two, I, I really did not get to see it as, as much as I wanted. I had a lot of birthday stuff going on this weekend, so I had to kind of dedicate it to the wife. Then, oh, yeah. Uh, this next weekend will be a lot of college football. <laughs> um, I, big thing right here is Georgia, Florida. People are going to try to watch Georgia, Florida. But yes, we, we'll probably have that one on for sure. That'd be Emory Jones, and, and I was down in Hurt County when, when Emory came through. So uh, definitely watch them. What was it like coaching an athlete like that? Well, he uh, he was an awesome kid. He was a good weight room kid. Um, he actually played some outside linebacker for me before I left. And as a sophomore, he was always mad I didn't get him in the games more on, on <laughs> defense. But. Uh, Coach Barron, who was the head coach at the time, and, and Coach Kerbo, who's here with me at Bowden now as, as the OC, uh, they didn't want him playing a whole lot of defense. Um, as he got older, as a junior and senior in their state title run, 
um, he, he played a lot of defense uh, as an older kid, just like Roberts played a little bit this year at, at corner for us, our quarterback. But uh, really good kid. I mean, anybody that's a good weight room kid and does things right on and off the field is, is, a, is a great kid to have in your program. How do you manage the time with, we'll say, Ron? We're at three minutes, so I, can, I cannot hear you. Um, I'll send you another one. So we'll have to resend again. Hey, I'm back. So is McNeil one of those kids who loves to hit when he's on defense? And he is that he, is that his mentality on offense as well? Well, I hate to throw him on the bus. <laughs> I, I think he's a much bigger hitter when he's on O, running the football. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a more physical kid. Now, in middle school, he, he was our quarterback, and, and he led our middle school to a middle school championship, and he was our free safety. And, uh, and he would lay it to you then. But now I think he likes – to take it to you when he's on O, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and he's not—he's not that kid when he's on D. He's—he's he's a cover guy for us when he's out there. I've got one more selfish question for you, then I'll let you get out of here. Um, yes, sir. Did you ever coach a game in a game over at Lamar County? Yes, I did. Um, the last time I was at Lamar County, I was at Heard County, and. We uh, had an overtime. Well, actually, we were about to go into overtime, and they had a better kicker than us. Go for two in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. We went for two and got it and, and came out of there with an 18-17 to 17 win. Oh, wow. Uh, what did you think of their stadium? Oh, it was awesome. It was like They had turf then, and it was one of the nicer stadiums in the state of Georgia, and that was probably around – that might have been around 2009, 2010. I mean, it was a beautiful facility. Oh, wow. That was before the Twins came there. <clears throat> yes, it was before them. Um, I think actually uh, Biff Parson, who is now Rockmark's head coach, I think he was an assistant on the staff at Lamar. And I think uh, maybe Coach Strickland was there, who's down at Ware County now. Yes, sir. Uh, they had just gotten there and gotten that program going, but it was a beautiful Beautiful place to play a, a high school football game. Coach Strickland's done some work at some places too. He has because we we were dumb enough to schedule him. He was down at Fitzgerald and opened with him two years in a row. Um, <laughs> you know, so we, we've seen Coach Strickland quite a bit, and, and uh, our paths have crossed a lot as they're on the opposite uh, sides of the field. I didn't really know him when I was down at Lamar, but uh, I was really I knew. Coach Stevens, Coach uh, Spurlock, and Coach uh, Abrams that were there. Yes, I, 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 I love all three of those coaches, uh, Coach Spurlock and, and Coach Abrams and Coach Stevens. But look, Lamar has one of the nicest practice fields now in the state. They got a turf field to practice on. So oh, really? On the school campus uh, across the street from the stadium. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I haven't been down there in a while, so I didn't know that. Yeah, it's beautiful. You look at it from the road, just get very envious and wish you. Of course, we practice on our turf field here, but uh, mm-hmm. they, they've got a separate turf field to practice on. Well, I've had Coach Abrams on here quite a few times, and I'm probably going to have him on here again. So I'll tell him you said, hey. Yeah, you tell him I said, hey, I saw him a few weeks ago when our two two kids lined up and played rec ball against each other in a in an overtime thriller. Oh, wow. Uh, who got the win in that one? Uh <laughs> My my stepson caught the, the we won six to nothing. He caught a fade in overtime and won it. Um, oh, but uh, it was a six to nothing win. So uh, Bowden came away with the victory over the, the Cedar Town wreck. But uh, it was a good ball game. 
Awesome. Coach, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, and I look forward to talking to you next week. After, and uh, oh. If you're talking to me, I've lost you again here at 3.30, uh, the 3.30 mark on this recording. All right. So I'm going to have I'll to Google this. We need to Google this between now and our next podcast what's going see on. what we can do to extend that time. Uh, All right. I'll send you one more link. Yes, sir. So, uh, I was going to uh, – uh, I've enjoyed talking to you this week, Coach, and I look forward to talking to you next week after a, a Bowden Red Devil win over at Mount Zion – or uh, Best Academy. Well, I hope you're right. I hope we get one, and I enjoy talking to you and appreciate you, you putting this out for you know people to hear. I love anything that has to do with high school or college football, so – uh, thank you very, very much. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You have a great week, Coach. Talk to you next week. Bye, Bye Coach. See ya. Next up on the podcast, Coach Clayton Morris from West Carroll War Eagle Football. Coach Morris, thank you. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Congratulations on another impressive win over the Friday night. Yeah, thank you. Kids played well, was able to make some adjustments and pull away with a big senior night win. Uh, how did you feel about your team's performance overall? You know, we started off really bad. Um, there's always some some things and some adversity and some challenges you face when you have, say, a homecoming game or a senior night game. And, you know, there's a lot of emotions that go into that. And, and you know, it could possibly be the senior's last home game. And, and so there's, you know, there's those emotions. And, and our first four plays, uh, three of the four were penalties. So we found ourselves really behind the sticks and not doing a whole lot right there, you know, for the first couple of series, especially offensively and special teams wise. And, and you know, really kind of controlled the game from the second quarter on. Uh, I thought it was a testament to just uh, how much this team is grown and has, or is growing and has grown. Awesome. Um, who stood out to you uh, unit-wise or pers- uh, individually-wise? Sorry, my dog's going a little crazy. But... Uh, you know, defensively, we did a lot of good things. Um, I thought our DBs played one of their better games. Um, they, they they got out both, uh, Dalen Drazzle and Drew and Drew Smith, two sophomore corners for us. So, I, I think they're, you know, going to be really, really good in due time. I, I think next year they're going to be phenomenal. And then by the time they're seniors, if they can stay healthy – uh, they're, they're going to be two hard corners to, to to take advantage of just because they have that resilient mindset. And right now the mistakes they're making is because of their youth and inexperience. Um, the, uh, the, the one that probably really, really stood out to me um, was uh, Nate Wyckoff, which is our middle linebacker in our 3-3 stack defense. And and he's another sophomore, and, and gosh, I thought he played – every week he's gotten better. But the angles and his block destruction and, and getting off of offensive lineman blocks and, and not only getting to the ball but making tackles was just really impressive uh, Friday night and, and made me excited for, for his development and his future. And, again, he's another sophomore that I think is going to be very, very good uh, by the time he's midway through his junior year. Uh, so I, I guess the long story short, I, I'm extremely impressed and pleased with the uh, sophomore class stepping up and, and starting to play big roles for us here towards the end of the season. 
Now, you guys have more underclassmen than upperclassmen, correct? Yes, correct. So, uh, you know, actually for us defensively, we don't play – we don't start a single senior defensively. Oh, wow. um, Xander Moon is a – you know, he's our senior quarterback. He comes in and plays some DB if we have to have him. Uh, he's probably our best defensive back. Uh, but he doesn't start for us, and with him being our quarterback, we try to limit his reps there. So, and then we've got a few senior offensive linemen that we roll in for depth on defensive linemen wise, or defensive line wise. But as far as starters on defense, we don't have any seniors. And and let's see, three, six. We've got six or seven sophomores that start for us. Oh wow. Um, defensively so you know defense is is growing and doing good things and then offensively with the exception of Xander and and a few offensive linemen you know that's the only seniors we have there and so we're relying on a lot of sophomores and juniors and in that category as well so you know for us to be in the situation where we're in right now we're competing for a region title there's still the one seeds up in the air this week and and, and already have clinched a playoff spot with such a young, inexperienced team. I mean, you got to be excited about the future. If you, if you step and you, and you just ponder and look at where you're at and where you were and where you're going, uh, you can't help but be excited uh, moving forward. But we're not done with this season yet. We've still got a lot of things I think we can and will accomplish. Uh, but, yeah, we are extremely young. Especially with your first year of co- and as a head coach, it's really impressive. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, you get hired three days before the dead period, so you you don't even get to know all your kids' names before the dead period. Let alone get to start building your culture or, or setting in your you know what you're wanting uh, to accomplish as far as your team's identity, and and that even carried over throughout the whole season. I mean, we didn't get a chance to really get acquainted to each other. It was a hey, how you doing? I'm such and such. Now we're going to play football, and <laughs> and we've forgotten that, and and that's not a bad thing. You know, we we've made the best of the situation that we were placed in, and. And I can't be more proud of the team and, and especially the leaders and the upperclassmen for just, again, binding that mindset of controlling what we can control. And, and, and regardless of the situation, let's just go play ball and see what happens. Now, who is your back or what year is your backup quarterback behind Xander? He is also a sophomore, big okay. sophomore class. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, how's the practice been the last couple of days? Uh, you know, that, that's – it, it's, it hasn't been terrible. It hasn't been great. Uh, you know, I think – I don't know. There's very rare, very few times in my coaching career that I've walked off a practice field saying, man, that just couldn't have got any better. There's been points and times in practice that I thought, man, that, that period just couldn't have got any better. That was that was fantastic. But, you know, we haven't had terrible practice, but practices, but we haven't had uh, great practices. <laughs> And I keep using this phrase to the kids, you know, uh, here's the difference between good teams and great teams when it comes to the playoff time is can you keep mentally focused as this season gets long? You know, winners play a long time, and, and, right. and that's just the way it is in this sport. And and the teams that, that are really good that go home is because they lose focus of the goal they started out with in June or July. And, and that's the challenge, just the mental grind. It's that monotony of practice, you know, the same things feels like every day and you've been doing it for 15 plus weeks and, you know, you get where I'm going with this. So we're young and with that, you know, we don't, we're not, you know, mentally where I would like for us to be right now. Um, But it's not terrible at the same time. Awesome. Um, 
How are you guys injury wise going into this week's matchup against Trenton Peabody? Uh, probably as beat up as we've been all year long. We're, we're going to be without some key pieces going into this week. Um, nothing season ending, nothing season ending, but but some that that definitely need to be held for another week. And so we're going to. Uh, I think between two and three starters right now uh, going into this week, and, and so it'll massive. You know that's that hurts. Um, but uh, it is what it is. You know it, it's it's been a long season, and injuries are part of the game. And we've been relatively lucky and relatively healthy all season long. And and uh, hopefully we can get a few of those guys back for playoffs. And and but the great thing is, is there are no surprise injuries. You know we we've got plans in place. Uh, try to put us in the best situation to compete with Peabody this Friday, even if we are a few starters down. Like like you and Hodge and a couple of other coaches have said, you don't get to this point of the season without being beat up. You know, there's there's only two ways that you get to this point of the season without having starters out or starters beat up. And number one is if you don't play very hard. You know, you just don't, you don't have a lot of pride in what you do. You don't get after it. Uh, you just kind of go through the motions, and sometimes you get hurt even worse doing that than you would the other way. Or number two, you don't have a really tough schedule. You know, you, you, you just really don't play anybody that's going to test you and you just kind of do whatever it is you want to do all year long. And, and we're, we, we're not either one of those, either one of those teams. You know, we, we got a pretty brutal schedule, especially this back half has been, has been a gauntlet. And, uh, and we have a lot of pride in what we do. And, and, and we don't take it easy in practice. And I know there's differences in opinion of that between whatever coach you talk to. But, but we get after it. You know, we, we have periods throughout our practice where it's – it's full tilt, you know. Not every period, but we'll have a six-minute period where, and we're gonna we're gonna flat out get after it because we want to be a physical football team. And my philosophy is, you can't expect a team, especially high school kids, to play physical if you don't at least practice physical at some point during the week. And um, you know, so luckily this year we haven't got a whole lot of kids hurt at practice, uh, but we have been a pretty physical football team. I feel like. Can you tell that same thing to the middle school coaches down here that they need to hit in practice? <laughs> Again, I, I, I can't tell you that it's a right answer, and I can't tell you it's a wrong answer. You know, every every coach has their own kind of mindset. And, and, and even for me, and, and Hodge will tell you this, every year, man, we struggled with this at Murray. You know, preseason, especially, you know, spring, typically everybody's pretty physical in spring ball. If you get a spring ball, you know, you try to figure out who can you go to war with. But during the summer, me and Hodge and our coaching staff at Murray, we sit and we talk and we would debate every year. You know, do we do we get after it or do we dial it back or what do we do? And it feels like every year we were flip-flopping. And, you know, that you're always going to get kids hurt. Kids are always going to get injured in this sport. Unfortunately, that's just the, it's the nature of the beast. But I will say this. One thing that, that, that I've reflected on from my time at Murray with Hodge, and I believe Coach Hodge would – would reciprocate this the years we went really soft in practice it did not equate to us being any healthier at this point in the season than we were the years that we were really physical in practice i I just don't i did not see the correlation there were years where we were really soft in practice and man we got beat up and there were years we were really physical in practice and man we got beat up and the vice versa is true and Mm -hmm. so i think it more plays into your mindset as a coach what what you know what uh what what culture or what type of identity do you want your team to have and and again the coaches will have difference of opinion but 
I coach at a small 1A high school in rural West Tennessee. I don't get a whole lot of kids to pick and choose from. Right. So the ones I get better be war daddies. And I can't expect them to be war daddies on Friday if I don't at least push them and test them and give them the ability to work on their physicality from Sunday to Thursday. Now, it's not no holds bar. Let's just strap it up and go for two solid hours. Now, I'm not right. psychotic. But <laughs> I, I do I do believe in, in, in doing and practice what you expect your kids to be on a Friday night. I mean, this is high school football, and, and there are some areas that have they're just blessed with cats, and they're those guys, hey, I'm jealous. But, you know, those, those places are few and far in between. And, and if I want my kids to be physical, then I need them to be physical at some point during the week. I can't expect them to just turn it on on a Friday night like you would see at a college level or even the pro level. Well, I can't. I can't speak for the other programs you've been at, but at Murray and West Carroll, you've got some athletes. Yeah, we, I mean, again, we got athletes, but when you get to this point in the season, when you get to the playoffs, two things have got to be able to happen. Number one, you've got to be able to run the football, and number two, you've got to be able to stop the run. Mm-hmm. And, and, and both of those things involve physicality. So if you haven't worked on physicality all year long, it's really hard to get it going here at the end of October, 1st of November. Completely agree. Uh-huh. Got two more questions for you, and then I'll let you get out of here. Um, what challenges offensively does Trenton Peabody bring to you? Man, they're they're bigger than we are. They're faster than we are. They're more experienced than we are, and and they're deeper than we are. So uh, they're going to cha- they're, they're going to challenge us in every single way you can imagine. Um, but again, I think it goes back to you know what what's our mindset going to be? Are we just going to line up and play ball and see what happens, or are we going to you know cower away from it? Um, so I'd like to think that, that we're going to have the mindset of like we talked about this a minute ago, let's just play ball and see what happens. And, and I don't think you can ask for anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, you know, we, it's no secret what we do offensively. We want to run the ball first. We want to run the throw and we want to set up play action. So like, like other teams here on the back half, they're going to sell out to stop the run and we have to be really crisp and clean and, on our run blocks and our backs have got to hit it. Our motions have got to be full speed. Our backs have got to hit the hole. The mesh points got to be fast. We can't be lethargic with our exchanges. And, um, you know, it, it's that time for things to be clicking well. And, and again, you know, things look good in practice that you and I both know that things are a little bit different when you're going against another varsity team. So, mm-hmm. you know, Peabody is going to be one of the top two teams we played all year long. There's no doubt about it. You know, we talked about it back at the beginning of the season. And it's going to be a good test for us to see where we're stacked up right now with a young team, uh, down a few starters. You know, what's our mindset going to be number one? Are we going to execute number two? And, and are we going to compete as we go into the playoffs? Because once November hits, man, it's a new season. You never know what may happen. Exactly. Um, are they similar to anybody you guys have faced so far this year? Very similar to a McKenzie as far as athleticism and explosiveness and depth. Um, they may have a little bit more experience than a McKenzie uh, just because, you know, they, they, they lost last week, which was the four, first game they've lost in 44 straight games. Oh, wow. Um, so they had the second longest win streak in the nation uh, snapped last week. So, Thank a uh, shout out to Huntington High School there in Carroll County and Coach Swenson. Appreciate that. Um, I've already <laughs> talked to him and joked with him. And, you know, Coach Swenson's got a great program over there in Huntington. That'd be a fun coach for you to talk to if you ever get a hold of him. Um, right. They uh, they do things really well, really physical, single wing type team that just gets after it. And, uh, uh, you know, Peabody's won the last three state titles in 2A before bumping down into to 1A. So we're going to have our hands full with them. But again, 
as a competitor, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where you stack up. You know, you've worked all year long. Uh, where do you stack up against one of the best in the state? And, and, you know, it's always fun to see, to see where you could be with, with who's traditionally been at the top. As of right now in the standings, where are you guys second? I think so. We're, we're technically tied for second. Um, which of course Lake County holds the tiebreaker because they beat us head to head. Um, if we were to beat Peabody though, we would actually win the region. Uh, so we could end up anywhere from first to third uh, in our region. So there's still a lot, you know, a lot's going to be decided uh, this week as far as playoff implications go. So um, that, you know, it's still really kind of up in the air. Um, awesome. I got one more fun question for you, and then I'll let you get out of here. That's right. fine. Best football movie. Oh, best football movie. I, I, you know, we were talking about this the the other day. There's so many, and. And I'm a fan of, of, of the overall uh, movie of, of uh, The Replacements. That's a good one, uh, just as far as the acting goes. But th- just as far as the storyline, it's hard to beat Remember the Titans oh, uh, yeah. as far as the actual movie itself. And Any Given Sunday is a good one as well. Uh, a lot of good messages in that one. But I like the message of Remember the Titans. But just for the football enjoyment of the movie, um, The Replacements is probably a really good one too. All right. Best Overall sports movie outside of football. Oh, oh me. Um, the uh, boxing one with Russell Crowe. I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, is it Silver Dollar? Is it is it Silver Dollar Man or Cinderella? Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man. Okay. Cinderella I- Man is a boxing movie. Really, really good movie. Really fan of it. Um. It's good, 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 good movie, in my opinion. I thought you were going to go with a baseball movie. Ah, uh, no, no. Uh, I was actually getting ready to go with Miracle on Ice. Uh, but uh, Cinderella, Cinderella Man is a really good one as well. Uh, what about the Braves, man? <laughs> man, what about the Braves? Uh, you know, I, I, I've lost. I told you I'd lose interest in it when my team wasn't in it anymore, and and, and I have. Um you know, that, that's mass. Anytime you can beat any of those West Coast teams uh, in the postseason, I think it's awesome. It's a, it's a huge achievement, you know, just because they traditionally have one that makes it, you know, to, to, the, to the series. So, I think it's going to be an interesting World Series, man. I was talking to my friend this morning, and I was like, all right, so we got up two games to none, just like last year. Two to one, just like last year. Three to one, just like last year. Three to two, just like last year. And then that game six made me real nervous. Yeah, as a Braves fan, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you can ever really be 100% comfortable with any type of lead you have until it's over, and when, you know, history has repeated itself. But that's what makes it fun. Oh yeah, that's what makes it fun, and especially when you're playing a team like the Dodgers, you just never know. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, Coach, I enjoy talking to you as always. Good luck this weekend against uh, Trenton Peabody, and look forward to talking to you the week of the playoffs next week. Yeah, we're getting ready to start cranking up some playoff editions of the old podcast, man. We'll be Heck looking yeah. for a good time on that. Heck yeah. I look forward to it, Coach. You have All a good right, have a good one. Good to hear from you. You too, Coach. See you, man. See you. Next up on the podcast, Coach Jamie Abrams from Cedartown Bulldog Football. Hey, Coach Abrams. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Um. You guys are coming off of a bye week, but before that, you guys had a really impressive 50-6 to six win over Ridgeland. Um, 
how do you feel about the performance against the Panthers? Well, you know, um, I think, you know, obviously you can always pick things apart and then there's things that we need to correct and, and get better at. Um, but uh, overall, I think, I think uh, kids perform uh, really well um, and, uh, you know, kind of jumped out to the big lead. So um, it, it was uh, overall, you know, uh, uh, a win and we'll take it and learn from it and move on. I, but one thing I took from that game was your defense, especially on punt coverage, was stifling. Yeah, uh, you know, defensively, we we uh, did a pretty good job against them. We we had a couple couple of things uh, that that you know we didn't do exactly right, but um, I mean, that's that's to be expected in, in somewhat. Um, how do you deal with the distraction of it being homecoming? Well, you know, you just I told them to go be go be high school kids uh, during during uh, during the week and all the dress up days and all that kind of stuff. Just uh, make sure you understand that the 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 culmination of of all those festivities happens on Friday night at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at film, uh, what units or players stood out to you from that game? You know, um, I think the uh, the um, no, I, I thought it was a pretty good, uh, solid effort from from everybody, honestly. Um, and then the young kids, I thought the young kids played pretty good um, coming in and, and and doing a few things and, and getting some reps against uh, against some. Really, probably older guys. Well, maybe not. I don't, know. I don't know how old some of those guys were, but just our young kids. It's, it's always good to get them some experience. So you're always happy about that. Awesome, awesome. Um, uh, how's practice been for you guys this week? Uh, not too bad. I thought we had um, Tuesday and Wednesday. We had two really good days. Um, so. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we'll see that be uh, come to fruition uh, tomorrow night. How did you guys treat the bye week? Did you uh, take it easy, or were y'all going full force again? Well, when we uh, we didn't didn't quite go full force like we're like we're playing a game. I think you know in those mid mid year bye weeks, you gotta try to try to heal up and, and also try to just work on fundamentals. And that's, that, that was our focus is just really just to work on weaknesses um, because you're always going to play to your strengths when you're preparing for a game. So we, we just tried to work on some weaknesses. Right. Um, uh, how are you guys injury wise coming off that bye week? No, we're, we're fairly healthy. I mean, it is, it is, you know, the end of the year in the football season. So some guys that don't feel uh, don't feel great, I'm sure, but um, we don't have anything really to speak of. Awesome. Uh, now looking ahead to this Friday night, you guys are traveling down to the Lions then to play uh, Central Carroll. Uh, what challenges do they bring to you guys offensively and defensively? You know, offensively they have some really good skill kids. Um, they're they're young too, but. Uh, but they have some really good skill kids, a good wide receiver, quarterback can move around, make plays, got a running back that um 
vets rush for a bunch of yards this year. And then uh, on the defense side of the ball, you know, they're, they're uh, going to play really hard. And uh, they've kind of figured out where they want people. And uh, so we just expect a, a big test uh, on the road and, and a, and a um, somewhat of a rivalry game because they've played each other for a long time and, and we're, we're close to one another. So uh, that's that's what we're preparing for. Awesome. Um, one more fun question, then I'll let you get out of here. Uh, best uh, football movie and best sports movie. Hmm. Best football movie. Yeah. Probably uh, the program. None of our kids have probably seen that, but the program will probably be tops on my list. I've probably seen that one more than any of them. Uh, that, one, that one was big back in back in my day. And then uh, best sports movie. Um, I remember the Titans was pretty good too. I guess you can throw that one in there. And uh, oh. guy like Hoosiers. Uh, so, oh yeah. I don't know. We'll throw, we'll throw those three out. Awesome. Uh, I haven't seen the first one, but I've seen the last two. Uh, 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 seen the program. Over... Watch the program. Definitely. I'll go check that one out. Uh, <laughs> Coach Finley from Bowden told me to tell you, hey, I, I talked to him on Monday. Uh, I got you. T- next time you talk with him, t- we, we see each other from time to time on Saturdays. And once our kids, uh, our kids run across each other in their rec schedule. So. That's what he he was talking about that game from Saturday. No, yeah. Well, Coach, uh, I enjoy talking to you, and uh, I'm glad to do it every week. And uh, good luck tomorrow night against the Lions of Central Carroll. Safe travels. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Next, last but not least, Coach Keith Hodge from Dresden Lions football hey coach how you doing tonight good man what's going on not much just chilling <laughs> uh, yes, here. so you guys are just coming off of a really close uh 27 or 20 loss in overtime to Vine county um how do you feel like your team performed overall uh well you know we we it was one of those games where uh we we played different for you know for different quarters you know it, it's amazing um first quarter i felt like we uh you know we didn't play too well we uh it's not that we weren't ready we just just didn't play overly well we couldn't get off the field on defense and that's kind of the tale of the whole first half you know we we it's not that our defense was playing horribly bad or anything we just we just couldn't get off the field we we got them in third down numerous numerous times over and over and over but they just kept converting kept converting they converted some fourth downs and uh you know even when we got them third and long we jumped off sides a couple of times got them in third and medium so they were right back where they wanted to be and you know that killed us you know i think in the first uh probably about 21 minutes game we only ran six plays and wow uh you know they, they did a good job you know I'm a, you know i gotta give a buying credit i thought they played i love their game plan they had a good game plan for us and Played well, and, uh, and I knew they would. I knew it'd be a dog fight, and uh, but um, you know some things you know kind of took took us by surprise, and we had to adjust to, and and we did. You know, we, we made some made some good adjustments, made a really good adjustment at halftime, and held them scoreless in the second half. And uh, you know, I thought that was big, and it gave us a shot to win the football game, and and we got in a good spot to win the game, and uh, couldn't convert an extra point, and 
end up going into overtime and uh and some things happen there too also so you know there there's there like i said there's highs and lows in every game and uh we just we got behind and uh and played catch up and actually did catch caught up and had a chance to to win the game at the last few seconds there and couldn't convert and and uh those things happen in big ball games um what exactly did they run or that took you by surprise well it it was more of um you know in the game in our in our in our plan and what we've seen on film and everything from them they haven't uh, they got a big kid at running back, and, and we knew he was going to be tough, and, and he's tough to tackle. He's, you know, he's over 220 pounds, and, you know, he's a good ball player. And, uh, you know, obviously we're hoping they don't give him the balls as much as we saw on film. On film, you know, they haven't been giving him, you know, but, you know, 15 carries or so. And, uh, you know, we thought that played in our favor, but against us, they just kept feeding him and kept feeding him and kept feeding him. And, you know, I thought that was good. You know, I thought that was a good game plan for them. And, uh, and it paid off, you know, they, they were just like, they were churning three yards here, three yards here, four yards, two yards. All of a sudden we get a loss. Well, something would happen and they're right back where they could get a first down. And, uh, we, we, like I said, we just could not get off the field on defense and give our offense some, some opportunity to score some points. And, uh, so we went at halftime down 20 to seven and, you know, they had all the momentum in the world and, and what else probably took us by surprise? And not really by surprise. People have been doing it all year. And uh, they scored on the opening drive, and then they kicked an onside kick and got it. You know, ah. and that, that was big. You know, I thought that was a big, again, momentum shift right back in their favor again to where we couldn't get it back. And, uh, you know, so the you know, things that just kept happening. And, uh, but, uh, you know, still, again, our kids did a good job of battling and battling and battling and, and again, put position to win that football game I, the game that me and my wife went to uh they that actually same thing happened last night the one team ran down the field scored quickly and then recovered the onside kick so i thought that's kind of ironic <laughs> yeah it's tough you know and we've seen a lot of onside kicks this year and a lot of squib kicks and different things like that and it's hard to prepare for you know you, we practice it and everything and but still at the end of the day it's hard you know it's hard to uh, field a kick that's kicked really hard at you and that ball's going all over the place, and uh, I guess tough, you know. But, um, you know, we didn't field it well, and uh, they got it right back and, uh, you know, kept kept the momentum in their favor. As a coach, what kind of drills are there for, you know, fielding those kind of kicks? We just practice it. We get our kickoff return out there and get a kick, get a get a scout kickoff team, and we just just let them kick it all over the place. And uh, we filled it and attacked the ball. You know, that's something we preach a lot is attacking the football. And no matter whatever, whatever special team it is, we want to attack the football and get yards. You know, we don't like falling on balls and, and, and fair catching and things like that. We want to, we want to, the game, we all say this and, uh, and it is, you know, it's a game of inches. And uh, I think you got to take advantage of every, every, you can, every yard, every, everything that you can get. And, uh, sometimes it works, uh, sometimes it don't. And the other night we just couldn't field it. And, uh, but we practiced it a lot and, uh, two to three times a week. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. Awesome. Um, after looking at film, what, uh, units or play individual players stood out to you from Friday night's game? Uh, you know, well, I, it, it was a weird game, but, you know, I, I thought that um, in the second half, I thought our overall defense 
played really well. You know, we uh, we still let them drive some and gain and gain yards, but we hunkered down and uh, and we bent, but we didn't break. And uh, we did a really good job of that in the second half. We made some adjustments that that fit us well and uh, took advantage of that. And uh, once our offense got going a little bit, I thought our offensive line blocked well. I thought we blocked well out in space. I thought our receivers gave us an opportunity we thought we could get in space out on them and uh, we were able to and we blocked really well off the perimeter and um you know and did a good job with that also uh but you know we converted some big big throws too and some catches and made some big plays and uh you know so overall like i said there, there's always ups and there's always some downs and but i you know what i the the thing i was most impressed with was was down 27 and a half could have panicked uh, but we didn't. Uh, we regrouped, made some changes that gave us some confidence. And uh, when you execute it, you know, that's it, hard to tell with high school players how they're going to respond to situations and how uh, they're going to respond to change. You know, how when you change things at halftime and go back to some things you did earlier in the year, how are, how are players going to respond to that, you know? And um, we did a good job of that. I, I thought that they responded extremely well. And, you know, I love that. I love – that's the thing I love about this group is – you know, if we need to make a change or, or do what we need to do to try to win a football game, they're all for it and uh, respond really well. Awesome. Um, how are you guys injury-wise coming off this game? Uh, we're still in good shape right now. You know, we, uh, you know, I, I thought we've had a good week of practice, and you know, we haven't had issues in practice. And um, you know, like I said, you know, last time that. You know, you get to where you play nine, eight to nine games in a season, and we're after we're this is after game nine, and uh, all you can hope for is the best when it comes to your health. I mean, uh, you just don't know what luck is going to do to you. Bad luck, good luck, everything in between, and um, you know, you just have to you have to respond well to it. That's the key. Is kids are going to go down, things are going to happen, and you got to respond well. And next guy up, and. Uh, but, you know, as far as injury, you know, report goes, I like where we're at for this time of year. You know, yeah, there's a couple of kids we'd love to have out there. And, um, you know, but that's every season. I mean, we all know that. And and the main thing for us, though, is con- we've we've had some cons- consistency with who's starting each week. And, and that's allowed us to, you know, play faster and get on the same page even better. And, um, you know, it ha- helps with momentum and leadership and a lot of other things. So, you know, so luckily, you know, we're in, we're in a good spot health-wise that uh, for for this time of year, definitely. Well, speaking of le- uh, week nine, and this is the last week of the season, um, originally you guys were scheduled to play Humboldt, but it's uh, changed to Crittenden County out of uh, Princeton, Kentucky, or Cadiz, Kentucky, I'm sorry. Uh, what happened with Humboldt? Uh, well, it was Brewston. Oh, um, Brewston, sorry. No, that's okay. That's all right. Uh well, they, they, they're in a situation where they just don't have the team right now to compete, and uh, they felt like it'd be best to uh, shut the season down and, and try to get kids healthy and, and get their eighth graders up and, and try to get more numbers. And, you know, they, they've just ran into some issues, you know, about midway through the season, and it's just snowballed on them. And uh, they just couldn't uh, put together these last couple games and feel comfortable about it. And, you know, and I understand that, you know, they were – he said they might have had to play some eighth graders, and you don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to go against eighteen years, seventeen, eighteen year olds with, with eighth graders. I, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't think that's fair. And um, so, you know, w- once we found out, you know, we started looking around, see who had open dates, and there was 
like basically none. There was one team out of Memphis. I reached out to a couple guys that I know, and you know, obviously in Western Kentucky, and they they said Crittenden. So I reached out to to the coach there and said, hey, you know, if you don't find a game and you're interested in coming to us, hey, come on down. You know, it's I know it's a tough matchup for both of us and a tough Week Ten game, but you know it'd be good and um you know, they're uh they're a tough opponent and um glad we could work out something you know where we could play a tenth game if i'm not mistaken the coach at crittenden was at paducah tillman correct uh the opposite the co- okay. he was at crittenden and now he's at tillman okay who is the coach now where'd the coach at tillman come from that's there now? or uh crittenden that's there now he he was there before. He, he I think he was the I think he's been the defensive coordinator for several years now, and uh, I think he does a great job. I think that uh, you know their defense has always just been stellar, and you know that they they last year at Murray uh, they hit us right in the mouth and made us change who we are, and um, you know they really op- opened my eyes, you know, and our and our team's eyes last year how they played us and what they did to us and. You know, so I've been impressed with them and how they coach and how they play football. And, um, you know, so uh, being able to play them again and coming down to Tennessee, I think that that's, uh, that's big, you know, and, and that's big, big, big matchup for us. And I'm hoping we're going to be a pretty big matchup for them also. I remember that game because that's the game that just y'all were on a roll after that. Y'all figured out a lot of things after that game. We did. You know, we, we turned the ball over a lot in that game and uh, and I felt like, I, I never I, – I hate – and it happens. You know, it's part, of, it's part of football. I hate leaving a game feeling like I, I just got – you know, we just we just, just got it handed to us physically. Um, I, I don't like that. I, I think that that's tough. I think that's tough to mentally get over, um, getting punched in the mouth like that. And uh, so, like I said, the players wanted to make changes. I'm all about changes when it comes to physicality and, and how you play the game and and uh, and the kids, you know, responded well to that. And like I said, we like you just said, we we got we figured things out and just got better and better every single week after we fixed some things. And, uh, and here we are, week ten. So I don't know, we're we're too far along to completely change what we do and everything. So you know, but I know Crittenden's going to come right at us, and and I've warned them about that and warned how they play football there, and uh, they take a lot of pride in it. And uh, like I said, it's a tough matchup, week ten. Um. How difficult is it to change from preparing for uh, for Bruce then to go and preparing for Crittenden County? Well, you know, we never got in. We never we never got into preparation for Bruce then. So, you know, but we knew they were. You know, we knew they were having some issues. We knew that they were having some problems based off their scores and, and what little I have seen on film. And uh, so, yeah, it, it is a, it is a different preparation, you know, and um, you know because you know Crittenden's got all their players and and, and they're rolling along and their playoff team and everything. So, yeah, it is different. It's it's tough, you know. And, uh, you know, yeah, I'm familiar with Crittenden and what they do and everything. But, you know, I, going now, I'm kind of going backwards here, going back a year ago to figuring out what they did, revisiting some things and looking at some things that they do. And, you know, so it is different, you know. But um, at least there is some familiarity there with them and, and what they do and, and everything. So, uh, I do think that helped a little bit, but, uh, yeah, it is different. You know, it's a tougher matchup for us, you know, with where Bruceton is right now with everything and uh, compared to where Crittenden is. And, uh, you know, it is a change, but that's okay. You know, maybe it's a change for the best for us right now and preparing us for the playoffs. Um, 
The one player I remember from Crittenden is Kreider. I can't remember. Is he a wide receiver or a quarterback? Uh, Luke Kreider's their quarterback. Okay. Um, what challenges do the Rockets bring to you guys offensively and defensively? Uh, you know, with their offense, it's it's how well they spread the ball around. You know, they're they're they are a spread team, but they 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 everybody touches the football. The quarterback will take off running. Uh, the running back has the most touches out of the backfield in the receipt in the passing game, so that's different. You know, you don't see that a ton. You do you do see it, but not a ton. Uh, you know, so their offense just just uh, how balanced they are and what they do. Uh, they got a couple offensive linemen that can cause us big problems if they get on us and and drive us off the ball. And uh, you know, I think first down is going to be the key for us. I think if we can get them in second long situations. Uh, I, I like where we'll be, um, but we can't let them get second short uh, and let them open up their playbook, and, and that's going to hurt us. Um, their defense, it's every year. You know, their defense, uh, you know, I, I love the way they play defense. They uh, they attack. Uh, their run fits uh, are really good. They, they just know their defense and know – they just – their defensive line's really good. It, it was last year. Their defensive line, middle backers, you know, caused us a ton of problems, and and they're doing it again this year. Uh, they just got some guys that are hard to block and stay on. I think it's the key is staying on the blocks. You know, they're they're so hard. Once you get on them, they find ways to get off and make plays. So you know, our goal is to stay on them, drive them off the football. Um, and, and like I said, we the same thing on the opposite side. We want to win first down. You know, I want to get us in, in good situations on second down or uh, even real good situations on third and short. Uh, we don't want to be third and long as, as little as possible. Uh, but they do a good job of that. They do a good job of slowing you down on first down. So, uh, and the special teams, they're one of the more aggressive teams you'll ever coach against. Uh, they really they send pressure everywhere on special teams. They got a good punt that's hard to defend. Uh, there's just they're, like I said, they're they're a well coached team and, and do a lot of a lot of good things. Awesome. Um, how do you feel like uh, seeing them a lot at Murray is going to help you with game plan against them now as at Dresden? I can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Let me try and send you another link. I got two more questions. Did I lose you? I think so. You there? I, I mean, that's crazy. I, it's something I, I, I accidentally hit on my phone because it's done that to us the last two times. So I think it's on my end. I don't think it's you at all. I think it's something I'm hitting. Oh. Um, the next time I'm, I'm going to have that fixed where I don't do that to you. It's all good. I Last Monday – it was doing that to me every three minutes and I finally got it fixed. So I, it might be me. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, good. Okay. You're good. So uh, how do you feel like seeing them at Murray for the last few years can help you game plan for uh, Crittenden County at Dresden now? Uh, you know, every year you got different teams and, you know, and everything, you know, so, so, so things do change a little bit and, and they, they haven't changed a ton about what they do. They actually do pretty much all the same things and uh, not to say they won't come in week 10 and, and change a couple of things up, but uh, you know, they're, they're basically the same group and what they do and the offensively and defensively. And, uh, but like I said, they're, 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 they're so hard. They're tough, tough kids that play hard and, 
Um, you know, I, I think to me that's that's the biggest thing. It, it won't be an X and O type thing. It's just going to be both teams going at it physically and who responds the best and uh, and walks away, walks away making the least amount of mistakes. You know, um, I don't see it being a, a very just overly high scoring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think both defenses are going to come out and play really well. So. Uh, we're just going to see who comes away with probably the least amount of turnovers and, and probably walks away the winner. Would you say they're about the same size as you guys since they are single A in Kentucky? Or Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, we're, we're very close, very, very close to the same size school. Uh, if not within a couple, maybe a couple tens, uh, we're, we're very close to the same size school. Oh, okay. Um, shameless plug, I did have to, when I saw that Critton was going to be y'all's opponent, I was like, hey, I know those guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, final question, I'll let you get out of here. Uh, favorite uh, or best uh, football movie and then best sports movie? Ooh, ooh, nice. Uh, football movie, football movie. Oh, gosh. Uh, there, there, you know, there, there's been some good ones over the years, and, and then there's been some really bad ones. Um. Honestly, I I don't I don't know if I have a, just a great answer for that. You know, I, I'm a I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I, I do like the movie Rudy. You know, and, and I like the story and and, uh, and I like the things he overcame and um, and stuck with it. You know, I think there's a lot of lot of a lot of motivating things in that movie to take away from it and how he went about things and and what he represented. And I, and I think that's big and and everything we do. Um, gosh. Uh, if I could think of some, you know, um, as far as overall sports movie, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, honestly, this might come as a shock to you, but one of my favorite movies ever is Major League. Awesome. Um, I love that movie. Uh, it's got everything you could ask for in a movie, in a sports movie, uh, ups, downs, you know, uh, the one of the best comedy mo- uh, sports movies of all time, if not number one. But just the motivation of how they how they got to where they were, and and uh, you know getting into the the pennant race there and everything that they did, and <laughs> I tell you, I, I've seen that movie uh, what probably over a hundred times. I, I love I've always loved that movie, and uh, you know so probably Major League's probably my favorite sports movie of all time, and and football wise, Rudy's up there. You know there's several, and uh, you know I, I don't know if there is one that just really stands out though to me. <clears throat> Um, football wise, I have to say mine is remember the Titans or, uh, the blind side. Yeah. You know, uh, again, remember the Titans again, a lot of, a lot of, uh, unique things going on in that movie that, uh, go way beyond football and, and, uh, and I love that, you know, um, and then, uh, you know, same thing with the blind side, you know, just, I that was a well put together movie, a good story that, you know, a lot of people didn't know. And, uh, again, Two good, two good movies. Another, another two good ones there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of pennant races, what do you think of the Braves? Do you think they got a shot? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, you know, yeah. I, th- I think uh, it's either team. You know, I, um, that's uh, I, I don't keep up with baseball like I used to. I'm a huge Cardinals fan, but I, I just don't keep up with it as much as I used to. And you know, you know, honestly, and this time of year is hard on me to to try even try to keep up and. You know, I'm more. I mean, I grew up around it and loved it. And that was my dad's favorite sport, and uh, and um, you know, and everything. But since I've gotten into 
when I got to high school and got into more football and everything, I just fell in love with it more than I did base. You know, it's both. When I played, it was both. I love both, you know. And But as I got in, I guess you could say as I got into coaching, football really took hold of me. And I love the NFL. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty partial to it. But uh, And I love high school football too. And uh, But anyway, you know, I, I think either team. You know, I did watch the first game. I didn't watch the second game. But. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's always it's always exciting. You know, October is huge for for baseball. Definitely. Uh, who stood out to you right lately in the NFL? You know, I mean, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard not to to give Brady props. I mean, he just he just keeps on doing what he's doing and finds a way to stay healthy. And uh, you know, he's just got a passion for the game, and he makes everyone around him just better. Um, and you know, I know there's a lot of people that don't like him or they, 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 it's not, I don't think it's that they just, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you can not like him. I don't get it. I don't get what he represents. I think that that's, uh, you know, it's pretty awesome. It's been awesome for the game and, and everything. Uh, but I'm impressed with the Cardinals, you know, watching them right now. Uh, they play really good football, play good defense. I think, you know, Kyle Murray, Murray's, uh, he's special. Um, you know, and uh, league of quarterbacks, you know, I think he's right up there with uh, being a very good football player. But, um, you know, I, I just like the NFL, I like all, I like everything about it the competition, the speed that the, the X and O's of it, it it's everything. And uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoy watching it, there's no doubt about it. I think it's cool how, you know, him, Kyler Murray and uh, Lamar Jackson are kind of changing the way quarterbacks are viewed in the NFL because. They're able to be a dual threat. Yeah, it's uh, you know I, I, the thing about dual threat. You know, there, there's uh, the, it's how you know when when it first started going down, where they were doing this more and more in college and everything, and you know having these quarterbacks with outstanding rushing yards too. You know, I, I think the NFL was hesitant to it. You know, with Lamar Jackson and everything, but. I think what they've done is extremely smart. They have made it. The game is as safe as you can probably get it. It's probably ever will be uh, for quarterbacks, but they just don't take hits. You know what I mean? That they're smart about how they play. They don't. They don't run into defenders. They go out of bounds. They go down. They still use their feet. Uh, so you know, yeah, I think that a uh, running quarterback, you know, will always present a lot of issues. And uh, even in the NFL, if you can run a little bit, you're going to have problems. The first time I ever saw a running quarterback was in high school, and this kid was really fast to play for our rival school. And I, I, knew, I fell in love with it because, you know, that adds an extra threat because the defense doesn't have to play 10 or 11. Now they can, they got to focus on all 11. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, if you can do a little bit of both, it's, uh, it's nasty, and it is extremely hard to prepare for, extremely hard. Coach, I really appreciate your time tonight. Uh, as always, uh, I enjoy talking to you. And um, good luck tomorrow night against Crittenden County. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. We appreciate it. All right, y'all. Have a good one. All right. See you, man. See you. So here are my picks for week 11, which is this Friday night, Thursday, and Saturday weekend. Last night, as I am speaking to you now, which was Thursday, October 28th, Temple traveled down to Callaway to face the Callaway Cavaliers, and it didn't go so well for the Tigers. It was 56-19, to 19, Temple over Callaway. Um, 
Woodland traveled over to Hiram to finish out the region's slate in their season, and it didn't go so well for them either. They were up 14-7 in the second quarter, but ended up losing 35-24. Now moving on. 604 a.m. in 12 seconds. Sorry for my watch. Um, Bowden actually played last night as well. They played the best Academy Eagles down there in Lakewood Stadium, and the Eagles did not prevail. The Red Devils won 41-6, to clinching the region championship. Excuse me. Moving on to tonight, uh, which is Friday, October 29th. Bremen is at home against Heard County. This is a t- this is probably going to be the closest game other than Villarick and New Manchester, but I'm going to go with the Heard County Braves. Um, let's see, Carrollton is at home against Alexander. I'm going with the Trojans. Dresden is at home against Crittenden County of the Rockets. I'm going with Dresden. Um. Harrelson County is off. Lamar County is. Hold on, I have to check. So Lamar's off. Mountain Zion is it trying? I'm going with trying the Bulldogs. This is going to be a good matchup, as I said about a few games. But Tryon, Tryon is really good. So I'm going with Mountain Zion losing to Tryon. Cedartown is at Central Carroll. Cedartown has shown me a lot this year. They're really fast. They're really physical. Central Carroll is beat up a little bit. And I believe the Bulldogs will prevail. Um, let's see. Murray is traveling to Fulton County to face the Pilots, the Tigers and the Pilots. Sorry, Fulton County. This is going to be a bloodbath. Murray Tigers will win this one. Um... Let's see. Villarica is at New Manchester. This is for the region championship. Go Wildcats. It's going to be a cat fight. It's the Jaguars and the Wildcats, but I I will take the purple Wildcats of Villarica. Let's see. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry, guys. It's early in the morning. Oh. Gordon Lee is at, at Armurchie. I'm going with the Indians to get back on track. 
and defeat the Trojans. And last but not least, West Carroll is at Trenton Peabody. It's going to be a tough game for the, the War Eagles. They're prepared, though. Going with the War Eagles. All right, guys. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Blind Dunk Your Honor High School Football Podcast. And I look forward to publishing next week's episode. Y'all have a great weekend.